A very good evening, doctor. My name is Reva, and I'm a psychology student as well. The 9-11 question was from my sister. <laughs> but I'm not talking about 9-11. I have a separate question. And I'm having a sore throat, so I'll make the question quick before I run out of my voice. Well, I actually, I went to a Christian school. And there, I'm surrounded by a very good number of narrow-minded people. And they are, their narrow-minded people's beliefs are anything except for Christianity is devil worship. So according to them, everything is devil worship. And for them, Islam is as well as devil worship. But I don't see it that way because if this is devil worship, it won't be the number one religion in the world. So <laughs> clearly there's something in Islam that Christianity doesn't have, which is why it's such a achieving and a very a lot of people are in it. So my question is, I want to know what that something is. So that's the question that she went to a Christian school. She was surrounded by Christians who she calls narrow-minded. Here you're surrounded with broad-minded people, mashallah. So she says that Christianity says everything besides Christianity is devil worship. But she says that Islam is the fastest growing religion, maximum followers. So what is it, the in thing, that people are inspired towards? Sister, I've been in this field for Dawa for more than 20 years. More than 20 years I've been in this field of Dawa. And I've met many people who have reverted to Islam. From Christianity, from Hinduism, from Buddhism, from Sikhism. And each one is inspired by different things. But the most common factor among the people who accept Islam in my survey is the belief in oneness of God. The other people theoretically say, Ek Ishwar, Ek Paramatma, but practically they don't follow it. Christianity says believe in one God, but they say Father, Holy Spirit, and the Son. They talk about one, but they practically believe in Trinity. So Islam is the only religion which speaks and practices Tawhid, monotheism. So this inspires a person about the one true God unity. And unlike other religion where you can see that, you know, God's fighting among themselves. One God is taking the help of another God and the devil can defeat the God. So all these things, a normal person thinks is illogical. How can God be defeated? How can God die? In some religion, God dies also. So if God dies, then who rules the world? So when you see all these things logically, people normally blindly follow. These blind beliefs are not there in Islam. Therefore, Quran says that, do you not understand? This is for men of understanding. Even in my talk, I said that God Almighty made the heavens and the earth and made in colors and languages. Verily, it's a sign for those who understand. Quran is a book which convinces the logic. In spite the media today being against Islam, you can imagine the power that the amount of billions and trillions of dollars they are pumping against Islam to degrade it, yet it is the fastest going religion. So that's a miracle. <laughs> Allah says in the Quran, in Surah Imran chapter 3, verse 54, Makarum makarin. They planned and plotted, Allah to plan. Allah is the best of planners. So in this way, the major factor is that Islam is the most logical religion. There may be certain things which they may feel, oh, it's bad, it's like that. But when they come close to it, like today, today, 
Islam is maligned. One thing is terrorism. Second is that there are no women's rights. If there are no women's rights in Islam today, out of the Americans accepting Islam, two-thirds are women. So why are the American women accepting Islam? Out of the Europeans accepting Islam, two-thirds are women. If Islam is a religion that does not give rights to the women, then who's forcing the European and American women to accept Islam? Because they find the security. They have been and seen the world and lived talking about liberalization and modernization. They realize the real spirit is then the religion of Islam. So when they really practice, some people may really get inspired, okay, because there's hijab, I want to accept Islam. Some people only hear the azan and they accept Islam. So people have different things, but the main thing, the core factor is the Tawheed. So whatever they're inspired by, once they come to Tawheed, the oneness of God, He's our creator, He's our sustainer, He's our cherisher, which was the core factor of my talk today. Then, and these people who accept Islam, they become more practicing than those people who are born in a Muslim family. Sister, do you believe there's one God? Yeah, I do believe there's one God. Do you believe idol worship is wrong? Excuse me? Do you believe idol worship is wrong? Yes. Do you believe Prophet Muhammad is the messenger of God? I want to. So why don't you? Because I'm not inspired yet. I want to be inspired. <laughs> nothing like inspiration. If you say you want to, is somebody stopping you from? Myself, I, I want to be inspired. I want to know that that is the truth and That's the only right. truth. So maybe you coming to the lecture is not enough inspiration. You coming to the microphone to ask this question is enough inspiration for you since you believe there's one God, since you believe idol worship is wrong, and if you believe in the Quran. Have you read the Quran? No. I would request you to read the Quran, and if you read the Quran, you'll understand more about Islam. And I had given a talk yesterday, Muhammad in the various world religious scriptures. And I give quotations of Prophet Muhammad mentioned in the Hindu scriptures, in the Christian scriptures, in the Jewish scriptures, in the Buddhist scriptures. Only if you read, since your background is Hinduism, I believe. Christianity. Christianity. If your background is Christianity, have you read the Bible? Yes, it was a subject in my school. Fine, I'll just give you the references. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, has been prophesied in the Old Testament and the New Testament. In the Old Testament, he's been prophesied in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 18, verse number 18. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 18, verse number 19. In the book of Isaiah, chapter number 29, verse number 12. In the Song of Solomon, chapter number 5, verse number 16. For details, you can refer to my video cassette. He's also prophesied in the New Testament. In the Gospel of John, chapter number 14, verse number 16. In the Gospel of John, chapter number 15, verse number 26. In the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse number 7. As well as Gospel of John, chapter number 16, verse number 12 to 14. I'll just give you one prophecy to make it short. Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, said in the Gospel of John, chapter number 16, verse number 12 to 14, he said, I have many things to say unto you, but he cannot bear them now. For he, when the spirit of truth shall come, he shall guide you unto all truth. He shall not speak of himself. All that he hears shall he speak. He shall glorify me. So this prophecy of Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, I have many things to say unto you, but he cannot bear them now. For he, when the spirit of truth shall come, he shall guide you unto all truth. He shall not speak of himself. All that dear shall he speak. He shall glorify me. This refers to no one but Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Because it says, he shall not speak of himself. All that dear shall he speak. And you know the history of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, that... Almighty God gave the revelation to Prophet Muhammad, most of it through Archangel Gabriel. Whatever he got, he repeated verbatim. And he shall glorify me. If you see, there is no messenger of God, no 
person who claimed to be a messenger has ever glorified Prophet Jesus except Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. So it's mentioned in the Bible that this man to come, he will glorify me. And all the other references I gave you, it is pointing out to the coming of the last and final messenger, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And even the Quran says, it's mentioned in the Quran in Surah Saf, chapter number 61, verse number 6, that Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, was sent as a messenger to the Bani Israel, to children of Israel, to the Jews. And he said, I give you glad tidings of a messenger to come whose name shall be Ahmad. And Ahmad is the second name of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is not prophesied only in the Bible, Old and New Testament. He's even prophesied in the Vedas, in the Puranas, in the Hindu scriptures, in the Parsi scriptures, in the Buddhist scriptures. As I was saying earlier, that even though the scriptures have been changed, even if the scriptures have been manipulated yet, there are remnants in the verses of that scripture about the oneness of God, that's Tawheed, and about Prophet Muhammad being the last and final messenger. Uh, now, Doctor, since that I've never actually read the Quran, may I humbly request that, can I have a translated version of the Holy Quran? Sure, inshallah, I request my, I request my wife to hand over a translation of the Quran. She will, inshallah, hand over the translation. And I request you that please read the translation. And inshallah, if you have any question, you can either ask to a local DAW organization, or you can ask to Islamic Information Services, or you can write to us, email, it's a global village. You can send the email to islam at irf.net. IRF.net, it's the short form for the organization Islamic Research Foundation. And inshallah, we'll try our level best to clarify our doubts. Hope that's the question. Thank you, Doctor. You're welcome.